my name's Bobby and I didn't drink today and I have no desire to drink today. So um I haven't I haven't even been to a meeting in a while, never mind speak at a meeting or even speak as as a lead either. So I'm, I'm a bit out of my comfort zone today, I suppose, in, in respect to that. And since I haven't been practicing talking or what's on my mind, just excuse me in advance if things are a bit incoherent or something, but you know, for me that's kind of what it's all about anyway. Um I find the more um, together I speak, probably the more dishonest I'm being, you know, and I find the more jumbled up I am, I'm kind of engaging more in a reflective process, which for me is the essence of of doing these types of things. So, um, yeah, with saying that, though, I haven't been attending meetings, but I have been keeping in uh, regular enough contact with people one-to-one. And for me, that is a big change because, you know, it's quite easy for me to go and sit on a meeting and not talk or talk and then run out the door or press the leave button. And then, you know, I feel like I've done my AA or my recovery for the day and that's it, right? So um, by talking to people a bit more one-to-one, it's a lot harder for me to hide behind what I'm saying and when I am saying something I contradict myself and then I talk about that uh, with the person so when I'm speaking at a meeting it doesn't give you that space to kind of reflect a bit more on my feelings of contradiction you know Um, and when I'm being dishonest you know, am I exaggerating something? Am I downplaying something? Am I neglecting something? And just by sharing that with people one to one has helped me just um, feel more comfortable in exposing myself and becoming more vulnerable um, with other people. And for that, for me, is where the courage really lies. Um, you know, if I have that... Uh, um, uh, willingness to be that vulnerable um, you know that's where I grow and uh, start to think things differently and take different course of action you know so that's been very important for me and I suppose when I first started you know a lot of that was around alcohol you know and how I relate to alcohol but the further on I, I I'm away from a drink and engage in the in the fellowship or the step process, uh, the more that turns into my unhealthy relationship patterns with other people. And you know, that's what the the the, the whole recovery thing for me is about is being able to build um healthy relationships. And if there are some aspects of relationships are unhealthy, how can I address that and change the expectations of relationships too? Um, and communicating them effectively um, with, with people. Um, so a big part of my drinking, I always got confused around this, you know, disease concept of, of alcoholism because, you know, I was always conflicted around that because in different contexts, I, I, I drink differently. And I always found when I drank alone, I probably would have drank less, um, but when I was drinking with people, I would drink more. And for me, that, that conflict was, am I drinking out of loneliness or am I drinking uh, and then connect to people through the alcohol based off my fears and shyness and all that? 
or is it this disease is it uncontrollable compulsion type thing so you know so building relationships is a big part of my recovery so as i said i would have been quite a shy person and introverted um so I would be quite fearful of rejection and what people would think about me. And I would retreat more so when I was not drinking or sober and then the alcohol would come out, I'd be more so uh, expressive. And the word I'd use is more kind of subjective and more kind of um, exert my will in some ways, in a social way and take risks and be vulnerable. And a lot of that would have been around uh, uh, people of the opposite gender around sex and stuff like that and taking them risks too you know and I suppose since I practice so much of that and uh, social aspects or social skills was with alcohol um, the less I felt like I need to do a sober so then when I was sober um, I just lacked these skills um, to do these sorts of things and uh, what I'm talking about that now is uh, um, recently, um, I, I, I was in a long-term-ish relationship and um, I, I started to see this person um, a couple of months after I, I stopped drinking. And when I first met her, all the stress and anxiety and worry and fear, rejection and abandonment and all that kind of stuff really comes to the forefront. And so... And I compare that to myself today, where I'm kind of dating again and meeting uh, uh, new people and, again, taking the risk of being vulnerable and how much at ease it is to me now. You know, now my intentions are a bit skewed going into these relationships, um, but I'm quite satisfied with just how more comfortable I am in myself. And when talking to people who don't actually know me, uh, from my past, they haven't got this idea of Bobby the shy person or even the introverted person. So when I'm telling people now who I've just recently met that I'm actually quite an introverted person, they're actually very surprised. And for me, it may seem insignificant. I've done stuff around in recovery, around getting educated and changing jobs. And they have all been like really... Uh, monumental to my life and very important but these little things around my my characteristics and working around these so-called maladaptive ways of coping for me are, are the real um um positives of of not of not drinking and recovery um so the 12-step process particularly the step four for me has been a, a big part and i've always wanted to do um you know, and um, even today I've adapted it. I've come across this attachment type book and it kind of has a similar inventory than, than that to step four. And the last column of it is how can you pick out secure principles like kindness, tolerance, prudence, um, security in yourself? You know, who are the people in your lives that can do this? And funny enough, there's a lot of people in my life who I would have disregarded due to resentments and feel like that they haven't benefited me in any way, really, relationship-wise. And it turns out these principles that people hold um, although they're not perfect to people, they have certain characteristics and principles that they're able to have um, to demonstrate in relationships. And um, like one of them, particularly, I'm sharing with my sponsor today, um, 
um, it was a guy who I resented for years for something that he did um, after a relationship breakup, and you know, with that particular person, you know, when it came to um, who can model that behavior, to a surprise, he was the first person I thought of, you know. So, uh, so for me, that as well, why that's important, it just highlights that I don't have to trust people wholly and wholeheartedly in different situations or in, in all situations that there's uh, different situations and with different people that those characteristics become strength and that just helps me figure out when who and where do we go to support that when i face particular relationship challenges so the step four for me adopted that way has has been has been very helpful and very and very practical you know and in respect to step four and step three when you find the more i focus on the what to do next um, in, in the harms to others and the resentments that kind of builds my my, my step three about um, you know what to shoot towards or what to kind of surrender to in a way so in in the big book it talks about in the sex inventory around the same and sound ideals um, f- for me I, I think yeah, that's thanks for sponsors help me kind of highlight that for me that's what the higher power or purpose or what whatever it is you know and it's based just around uh general altruistic type ideals that i fall short of all the time uh particularly when conflicting interests come in relationships and i'm being dishonest about my 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 um my um uh, needs or desires that aren't congruent with the other person or what I'm saying even. So I'm really coming to the tune and get to like this idea at least of honesty and kind of what that actually means in respect to communicating my, my true intentions effectively, you know. And if a person rejects that, you know, I've come to accept that a lot more in myself and just see that that's part of a process of relationships and trying to embrace that conflict a bit more rather than either shutting, well, mostly shutting down and running away because that's been my my motive kind of, well, that's my way of being a whole lot of my life when I'd face any sort of a difficulty, you know, I, I felt a, a degree of entitlement to things, but also, um, you know, I felt like, I shouldn't be disappointed, but expected disappointment at the same time. So this weird conflict, I still don't know what that's about. But anyway, I just avoid as well. And I'd avoid by either getting out of someone's proximity or lying or whatever. Um, but really, I, I would just, um, you know, shut off the, the altruistic uh, aspects of myself. And, um, you know, I couldn't deal with that, that, ambiguity of that kind of you know how do I maintain my individuality or be part of a of a relationship with another person or a group or a collective or that kind of stuff and I suppose in a way um, 
I would shut off that 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 con that conflict within that and either choose to get overly invested in, in, in something in my mind or completely withdraw and be this independent person. And really it all came down to was just a, a lack of trust in my in my abilities to navigate that, you know. And uh, the drinking again, it was that way of connecting and just not caring about that rejection. And also it gave me the courage to to kind of preemptively strike um over these perceived potential disappointments in, in relationships as well. So that would include me, you know, cheating on women or having affairs, because in my mind, you know, I just didn't feel good enough. I thought they were eventually going to do the same thing to me. So I go and do it as well. So, you know, part of them trusting relationships, um, although I'm getting comfortable uh more comfortable with I still have that kind of fantasy of who else is out there and, you know, the one and this person is not a friend or whatever. If they were, then they wouldn't be doing X, Y, Z, all that kind of stuff. And that all for me just boils down to justifications again to try uh, avoid and just kind of skew relationships um, of how romantic relationships should be. Um, and I really had to, a big part of my recovery as well was was kind of challenging the, the cultural baggage around romance and friendships and all that kind of stuff that could actually, for me, feed into codependent type behaviour. So, for example, um, you know, if you truly love somebody, you won't feel an ounce of hate and when someone you are feeling annoyed or hurt or threatened that they should intuitively know um, how, how I feel, you know, and how dare they not know how I feel. So that was a big barrier for me for, for communicating. So um, I tried just to keep things, you know, when it comes to non-violent communication, I try to keep it in the eye, you know, I think I feel. And I, I find that stuff just very simple um, but very helpful. And a lot of that in uh, the resentments parts, what to do next was that assertiveness without coming across as an asshole, right? Because another thing was, is I want to say how I feel without hurting somebody, but couldn't do that without being angry and it would come out like an attack and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I've come to accept that. I've used that avoidance type thing to an advantage where I'd say, right, my needs are, I need space for a while but give a time frame of when to speak because I can run off then and hopefully nothing said and it's all swept under the rug. So a lot of that I've been kind of uh, uh, doing in recovery at the moment. And, you know, it's quite surprising because it's not talking about drinking. And I think that's one of the benefits of free thinkers type stuff is that it's more so about the emotional sobriety and relationships rather than solely the alcohol I find in conventional AA. Although it has its purpose for newcomers, you know, that talking around alcohol wasn't really working for me anymore. In fact, when I found out that I didn't find talking about alcohol as appealing anymore, I felt like I, I've taken a step in the right direction. You know, it's very easy for me to sit around and talk about the days of drinking and the early days of not drinking, you know, because I'm not doing any of that anymore. But the stuff I'm talking about now is a lot more difficult and more uh, vulnerable in a way because it, it's 
behaviors and ways of thinking and um, and behaving that uh, I'm not too comfortable with or have uh, too much pride about. So um, I think for me, as long as I continue to 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 do that in a way, um, I feel like I'm on the right track and. As I said, try not to make it seem like I have a two together because that's just a, a, a way for me to, to put out an image there that I don't need help type thing. So, you know, I, I, I find them little things just to keep in mind to be, to be very helpful in, in my growth and all that. So, um, I don't think what else I have to say really that's relevant to me now. Um, yeah, after I say it all, uh, I, do, I just, it may not sound like very hopeful or anything like that, but I just think, um, you know, as I said, I've ticked the boxes of achievements and that intuitive type thing and the promises, generally I think, okay, the steps I'm talking to people is kind of the support system to get me, me through that, um, but also just doing it you know, um, and engaging in, in these life experiences and not shying away from them once I disappoint myself once or fail once. That's where the intuitive really comes comes true. So, you know, I haven't drank it in five years, nearly um, next month or next week, I think. And um, it's been a roller coaster and it's been really enjoyable. I've traveled parts of the world. I've met some very interesting people and sustained and started very meaningful relationships I thought I would never, ever get. And I did all that during the pandemic, really, when I should have been the most isolated in theory, you know. And um, when I reflect back on the five years, it's, it, it, it seems very slow. You know, and people say, oh, Bobby, when you hit the age of 30, 35, 40, your, your life just speeds up, you know. And I haven't experienced that yet. And I think why I haven't experienced it is because I've tried so many new things that make me feel uncomfortable, that add a lot of novelty into my life that I've never experienced. And my 20s went by quick because there was no novelty. It was drink, shower, piss, shit, um, try find sex uh, and work, you know? So it was very monotonous. But now it's a lot more richer. And I'm finding that it's just going by a bit slower. And the fact that I feel like it's going by slower, it kind of indicates that I'm appreciating it a bit more as well compared to, you know, my early 20s. So my early 20s in my head was drinking and all that, and that was the, the live fast, die young lifestyle. And I thought I was making waves in the world, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that was full of arrogance and pomp. Now I'm just finding this a lot more settled comfort, being able to appreciate myself, other people, and life uh, a lot more, you know, and... Uh, I'm quite happy now to have a hopeful way of a hope for the future that I, I, I hope that I won't drink again. I can never guarantee it. And uh, I just try to continue to appreciate uh, life when, especially when things get a bit rough. And they have gotten rough at times and I have gotten through it. I haven't, I haven't like, 
I haven't self-destructed and I've been able to take challenges head on, you know, and all that stuff was what I was afraid of when I was drinking. So, yeah, I'm very grateful to be here. I'm very grateful to have a chance to speak. Thank you.